What's up, everybody? It's Sports Goose number 116. I'm Francisco, joined by my good buddies, Andrew and Charles. And guys, we got a big night tonight. We got baseball. I mean, I, one of our topics tonight had also a pretty big night, if you know what I mean. Oh. <laughs> well, if, if anybody's watching this, the, the title of this episode is SG116 Horny Jail and well certain head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars is going to Horny Jail <laughs> alright yep it's just just wow oh man what a story I, I lo- I'm loving the memes I'm, everything about it is great so we'll, we'll talk about that we'll talk about the NFL we'll talk about college football I, I'm jumping my NFL bandwagon already Right, uh, that's that's gonna be my story arc this this season, <laughs> and we're gonna laugh with the Miami Dolphins because the Miami Dolphins are terrible. It's not a, it's not its own dedicated segment anymore, but it will be in spirit <laughs> to this week. Man, oh god, I wish I wish we could get Doug on the show more often because man, we trash them every week. Oh, so how how was your 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 week, guys? How was how was your sports watching week? How was everything? Who wants to go? Uh, Andrew, what's what's been going down with you? I mean, I'll discuss a little bit later, but this mm. was a, a bit of a down week for me sports-wise. I mean, well, you're, nothing you're, was ever too down. Your Tampa Bay Rays clinched the best record in the American League. You guys are punching I mean, your way to the postseason already, just awaiting the winner of tonight's game. Trash. Mm. Oh, and at 8 o'clock... I may or may not have it on screen for us in like, like a tiny, tiny little corner. You can't do that to me. Like So I can see it. But the score is on the score crawl. We're waiting there from Fenway Park. This this is everything Charles has wanted all season. It really <laughs> is going to script. <laughs> like, this is this is the culmination of his pettiness all in one. And either way, either result, he may get what he wants. Or he will get what he wants. But yeah. Alright, so we gotta we gotta find a way to organize the discussion today. So we're gonna go with baseball just to start because it's pertinent. And I'd like to talk about it before the game starts at eight o'clock. Alright, guys. So Major League Baseball season is over. So congratulations to all the teams that made the postseason. We are finally in the true October. October baseball when when things really matter. September was really exciting, especially in the American League. It, it was it was nice it was a great finish because game one sixty two had a lot of 
a lot of things that were on the line. And uh, it's been a while. I mean, it's been, it was the 10-year anniversary of Game 162 from 2011. So it seemed like appropriate that there might have been some chaos that, that could have happened. Unfortunately, it didn't happen because... Man, that would have been awesome. But all right, uh, let's let's get back to what I was referring to. All right, let's before we get into that, the the Tankathon race. Well, the Baltimore Orioles and the Arizona Diamondbacks tied. <laughs> they both they both went fifty two and one ten. So the Baltimore Orioles somehow were able to take two of three from the Red Sox and still had their tank, and yet it didn't really matter, did it, Charles? Did it? No. No. But they did what I needed them to do. What I quoted them to have four wins, and they kind of bitched out in a way to mm. only give me two wins. But it was the two most important wins, so I appreciate them. No. So that yeah. So Baltimore, I, I'm not sure. It has Baltimore as the worst worst team. Maybe I don't know what the tiebreaker is for that. So about the Baltimore Orioles, congratulations. Schedule? I don't know. It might be run differential. Who knows? But yeah, the Baltimore Orioles are the. Worst team in Major League Baseball, I guess, by tiebreaker. So there you go. Con- congratulations to uh, who, who's the owner of the, of the of the Orioles? Who was it? Andrew, do you know Baltimore Orioles owner? No clue. Oh, gosh, it's ah, uh, I should know this. I really should know this because he's one of the more hated owners in baseball, along with uh, I guess Nutting in in Pittsburgh. They seem to be kind of the same guy for some reason. Anyway, such a shame because Camden Yards is truly <laughs> it, a really it, it's amazing, game. right? Pittsburgh and Baltimore. Peter Angelos. Peter Angelos. Okay, yeah, I was gonna say Art Moreno, but no, that's the Angels owner. You guys, and... Peter Angelos literally looks like a Disney villain. That you know, he actually looks like what the devil would look like if he took a human form to kind of proffer <laughs> for your soul, like in a cartoon or something. <laughs> yeah, seriously, a, a From, little like, bit about Peter Angelos. He was a former lawyer. So there's hope for us to be – listen, you know what? There's hope. There's hope that I can literally destroy a baseball organization. Mm. Mm-hmm. And he's also a racehorse owner breeder. Perfect. I don't like the idea that I would look like something that is an amalgamation of dead skin in a meat pie mm. but um, or filled by a meat pie. But, hey, whatever. Yeah. All right. Well, so there you go. Congratulations. My, my Miami Marlins finished in fourth in our division. We uh... – 67 and 95 and well what do you do with manningly did donnie come back uh well donnie baseball was a lot well no not a lot not well a ton i don't gosh an understatement that this was his most the most disappointing he's ever had he's ever felt after a baseball season as a manager so hey smelter welcome back they've been a long time sponsor almost the entire year now so. They're going to compel us to buy Smelter because you what? are eating fresh hey, out of Hey, if it pops out on Xbox Game Pass, I will try. I already, I'm already, i trying right now Fogs, which was a non-sponsor, or actually a real sponsor before. And I'm having fun with that. So that's about a 10-hour game. I'm going to try and get through all of that. <laughs> and Freddy is Smelter. We are all Smelter. We are all Smelter. Yeah. Yeah, and so, yeah, my Miami Marlins. Gosh, guys, the Marlins won. <laughs> the Marlins won 57 games in 2019, and we won 67 this year. So, in what? That'll be 
in <coughs> six years we'll win 97 and make the playoffs <laughs> so there's hope in the future it's just a long long time from now ah uh, gosh and the Detroit Tigers are like they won 77 games this year and improved by 30 wins in their last two seasons so I don't know what's going on with our rebuild, but it's it's not looking good right now for the Marlins. Too many question marks unless they actually open up the pocketbook and spend. Uh, all right, let me just keep going. Oh, God, I hope just one. Nick Castellanos, I want I want to be afraid for my life every game. I would love for Castellanos to be on the Marlins be like, guys, you had another home run. Just uh, make sure. Stop, drop, and roll. What have you? <laughs> Stranger danger. <laughs> so that would be fun if that happened. And he's going to be opting out of his contract with the Reds. And we'll see where he goes after that. Okay, going down this list, Texas, Pittsburgh, Washington. The Cubs, who blew it up. The Twins, who were supremely disappointing this season. The, they were just COVID fakes. Yeah. The, the Kansas City Royals, who were like, the champions of baseball in April. And that was it. The Rockies, the New York Mets, <laughs> the New York Mets, everybody. Uh, first place pretty much all the way through August in the national league East. And then completely fell apart and excuses, excuses, excuses. Don't give me injuries. Don't give me the Grom. Just you had it. The, the Braves didn't have a Cunha. They put it together. The Phillies, oh man, the Phillies, wow! They 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 botched, they botched the division. They had it in their hands. They had it in their hands. They had the easiest strength of schedule to, for the entire month of September, and they screwed the pooch. So, gosh, I have to. God, man, I don't want to give kudos to the Braves, but kudos to the Braves for turning it on when they when they needed to, and then facing the Phillies in a in pretty much a true division series where it was whoever came out on top was probably going to win the division. The Braves just shut them down completely. So the Phillies, just no chance. Bryce Harper, we'll see if he makes wins the National League MVP. We'll talk, we'll talk about the players. This is kind of our baseball regular season recap anyways. We'll keep going. Let me keep going down this list. The, the, Los, the Los Angeles Angels. Shohei Otani, the only notable thing from that team. Overrated. And, ooh, but he's going to win the MVP, Charles. We know this. That's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> Plenty of people win MVPs. Mm. The, San Di- <laughs> the San Diego fraud rays, everybody. Speaking of overrated. The San- can I say I told you so? Oh boy! I, 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 I've been sitting on it for four months. Let's park the the recap right here. Let's park it in San Diego. All right, let's jack it a bit in San Diego and talk about this, guys. Typical. What happens if you live in San Diego? You're getting carjacked. It's happening, kids. So the San Diego Padres in this sort of this this battle of just three different kaiju in the National League West at one point between them, the Dodgers, and the Giants. It, it was like 
pick and choose who you thought was going to win the National League West. It was a gauntlet through and through. But the Padres started to fall out a bit. They, they couldn't keep up. And man, it was hard to keep up with the Dodgers and Giants. Wow, they were, they were winning games at a ridiculous clip. Giants finished with 107 wins, best record in Major League Baseball. The Dodgers won game back at 106 wins. There you go. Only three teams with 100 wins, including Andrews Rays. But the Padres, all right, fine. They'll get the consolation prize, right? They'll finish as the second wild card. They'll face either Los Angeles or San Francisco to finish out and, and then go from there. But, uh, <laughs> but... Well, things started to happen, guys. The San Diego Fraudres showed up. And, oh boy, what an epic collapse. I don't care what Fernando Tatis was doing. Because he was just putting up garbage time numbers by that point, right? Just like Shohei I mean, I mean, Manny Machado... He kind of showed it to us when he was yelling at him in the dugout towards the end of the season. All right, it's not about you. Well, well, he put up his numbers, sure, whatever. But I don't know if you can. Man, I don't. I don't know if I can call Fernando Tatis Jr. an MVP because if you take him off the Padres, what do you get? The same team with what, maybe five less victories, six, ten, maybe. You're really digging in deep on that one. I mean, look, they finished, guys. They finished with a losing record. They went seventy-nine and eighty-three. They couldn't even finish with a winning record. They couldn't even go eighty-two and eighty. And they bet they they this team truly bet the farm on this season. They traded away whatever prospects they had. They they spent they they did everything. And they well, they got fleeced by the Tampa Bay Rays for Blake Snell. Yeah. But the Rays seem to be doing that to everybody. I would never trade with the Rays if I were a major league baseball team. Because do you know they're gonna find a way to screw you? I would never trade with the Rays. If they're if they're trading away one of their major league talent players. I would never do it because you know that that, that player is probably just going to fall apart or he's just going to or he's just going to completely fall off by the wayside. So he's either super injured or he's just going to be done. And here we are. San Diego Fraudres. Congratulations, guys. Congratulations. As uh as, what what does Ron Burgundy say? About San Diego, Charles. You say classy, San Diego. Oh, you say classy. for a whale's vagina, according to Ron Burgundy. <laughs> and boy, they just kind of took it because oh, Joyce is not their uh, a good manager. I think that kind of shows from there. Fernando Tatis, when Manny Machado, who had a bad reputation to begin with, and he's not a bad person, he no. was just not to have a good reputation of being a like clubhouse person is going with Fernando Tatis, and we had our reservations about Tatis Jr. getting the extension off of, what, a year and a half sample size? And, yes, the numbers are fine. The numbers are always kind of fine. That's why you get 
sucked into giving that big contract. Hmm. The only contract I think recently that was a pure sucker deal when you should have not done it whatsoever on the big merit numbers was Anthony Rendon. But that was because of the moment. Everything happened in the Nationals. But even Bryce Harper, this is year two with the Phillies, and that first year was bad, but now we're kind of seeing a little bit. But well, uh, that th- is at least something uh, that's l- based l- off l- a track record. Right, and Bryce Harper this year, especially when the Phillies were trying to make their, their push for the division title, he was hitting. He was hitting at the right moments. He was hitting at the clutch moments. I can't say that. Like, I, I myself cannot say that that Tatis Jr. did anything of true consequence to help the Padres out of their spiral in September. And that's what I hate about MVP voting because they look at it with the whole, it's really just home runs. Is it not? It's home runs and RBIs. That's what the batting, there's, that's not the batting title, but there's the, uh, the slugger award or whatever it is that's supposed to be there. Well, the silver you, slugger yeah. for the best, uh, I guess, average batter and, and for a position player, right? And then you have the batting title for yeah. the for the best uh, batting average for each league. And then everybody knows you're the home run king, regardless. Hmm. But it feels like the MVP has literally just become that. a Not an all-around component, because Tatis, I think you do have to take in consideration of being subpar. I am more of the opinion that a person who is on a winning team or an average team, not under 500, should get that consideration. Is he a phenomenal force, uh, shortstop? Sure. Yeah. Whatever. Well, they moved him but, to the outfield. Remember that. They moved him to the right, outfield. That's right, because he couldn't. Have, well, he got hurt, though. So that's got, a different. Yeah, I, I'll let him pass on that one. But, And I haven't followed as much of the NL, though I think some merits could be made to. Anybody on the Cardinals right now? Arenado looking at you. Because if you're going to consider like what th- those teams are with the player, I think that's something to be considered. But this also focuses back on the idea. We talked about it last year when the Dodgers won. This was little brother trying to get out of big brother. And the things don't fit because you look at their pitchers. I don't know who half the hell their pitchers were. I'm not going to lie to you. Straight up. And then you get you Darvish, who's been broken for such a long time. And then you struck out on Snell. What's his name? Not Snell, but they couldn't get Scherzer. And oh, that's right. Tingler, who we had beef with last year because He's he didn't let the players rules. play. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, the, the formula was there. Yes, the Giants came out of nowhere. And the problem is the Giants with who they were this year I, look, made you really feel like I, I don't... that they missed out or they, they took away some wins that should have been there. I, I don't think the Giants... So last season, the Giants almost made the playoffs. Yeah, um, but it's a big jump, man. That that was a twenty game jump. Yeah, like, but the not, Giants you the can't G- count Corona World, but I, I, well, no, 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 no. I'm actually saying that the Giants' performance last season was a indication of how they would do this season. The Giants were they were supposed to be in a rebuild, or at least in a kind of transitional period, not really, or at least a rebuild on the fly. Rebuild on the fly, right? Yeah. So we call it reload. Yeah. So, so it, it seemed like they were going that, but they suddenly had a trajectory of oh, they were almost made the playoffs. I think they they basically were one game back or tied in the last season. It was like, oh, this team is not as bad as people thought they would be, and then 
they kind of ran with it this season and they went 107 games and man the Phillies must be must must really be kicking themselves for firing that manager right Kepler yeah because yeah, he's he actually he actually seems to know what he's don't, doing don't apparently. insult Joe in my house I know but don't, don't insult him we're on the cusp of firing one manager right now I hope you really think he's gonna pull you you guys gonna do a Billy Martin and hire Girardi back well, I wouldn't want Joe Girardi. Oh, okay. I, was about to say. I, I want Rick Renteria, baby. Mm. We, we've gone to Aaron. How Aaron? Rick Renteria could be like a Joe. Hold on. Managers. So, uh, just a real, like Rick Renteria could be like a Joe Torre esque type of hire. Because yeah. Joe Torre was kind of kind of had that same he, sort of. He is the Rick Renteria. Yeah, like Joe Torre wasn't like this huge name, or like he he would he managed in other places and stuff like that and he just never got found real success and then he goes to new york and figures it out and boom so well we we talked about it on an andrew list episode where in baseball you can't really look at managerial records because some teams just stick out for such a long time mm. but what happens is my concern is if we let boom go and we don't go renteria we're gonna wait to see if the marlins drop him and then we're gonna get donnie and i don't want donnie mm. I... And the Marlins, I don't know if Don, Don Manning would be dropped. I think it would be more like he would like, reti- he would retire and the Yankees would just hire him, most likely. Or the Yankees work out a deal, you know, the buddy-buddies with the Marlins and just be like, hey, we'll give you like some ex-minor leaguer for, for Don Manning well, to be the manager. Because when you think about it, there's no one on that team that he has to actually develop. Because when he was good in L.A., it was more of the idea of like, we already had like an established talent. And there's a few guys we're going to let go. I do not believe Gleyber Torres is going to be back. Um, unless they keep that second base and then they go for Trevor Story as rumored. But all that being said, hmm. just fire it. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. It all depends on how he manages the first four innings, which will be the most crucial, is knowing when right. to pull out Cole. Let's see. So that's all we got on the Padres. I was right. Yeah, sucking everybody who said I wasn't because I was the only person. And then I got Francisco. Andrew remained silent because you know he's got Will Myers and Blake Snell, and God forbid he slanders some old Rays. But screw him. I was right. Y'all suck. Mm. Fire Tingler. You gotta fire Tingler. If the Mets just fire Rojas, you can fire Tingler. Oh boy. And Rojas, I think he got shafted more than anything. I think he he could actually be a good manager, but. Yeah. It's not like he's the one who signed all those people to do Ex- nothing. Exactly. Who knows? Maybe, maybe he, maybe he goes to New, maybe moves across and goes to the Bronx, and and he's the manager of the Yankees next season. Who knows? Uh, all right. So, all right. Uh, the Cleveland Indians. It seemed like a rebuilding season, yet they still went eighty and eighty-two. I don't know what they're doing. And that's without um, Tito. And that's, uh, yeah. Because, you know, he, he, he once again took a mid-season yeah, leave. We're going to see what happens with that. He's probably... He's, he's really... Done, man. Yeah, like, he's got nothing more to manage for. He's got his, he's got his rings, right? He, he's, he's good. He's got the World Series with two separate teams. Exactly. I got this. We'll see. I think the... In, well, the Guardians, right? It's, it's the Guardians now. I think the Guardians will... Will try and... We'll see. I think they'll they'll... Obviously, have if you know Terry Francona wants to come back, he'll come back because there's he's still a good manager, and the team isn't that far off if they want to try and retool and have like a breakout season as the Guardians and try and get people to buy that new merch, right? That's some that's some incentive to sign a free agent or two, right? There you go. 
I mean, when you're thinking about it, out of all the managers, he is the guy that you want to lead a new, newly named franchise with. Yeah. So there's Cleveland. We talked about the Phillies. They finished 82 and 80, their first winning record in like a decade. So they accomplished that at the very least, but they still, I think they screwed the pooch. I feel like they they had a golden opportunity to win the National League East, and they didn't. They had so many games against the Orioles and the Marlins and the Pirates, and they somehow squandered pretty much all of those. Yeah. Okay. Let's uh, let's keep going down. The Atlanta Braves won the division again. Somehow they found a way. Yeah. Yeah, and I think they will build. They should get bounced, unless the Brewers. Well, who are they playing? The Milwaukee Brewers. Ooh. They should get bounced, but. I mean, uh, I, I don't. Do you have faith in that Brewers team? If I can't name a single player on your team, that's not a good sign. Well, they have a good pitching staff. That's that's the thing. But it's it's all about whether whether the guys will actually hit at the right times. Maybe and if Christian Yelich. Oh yeah, sorry, has Yelich. It, has his MVP form, you know? So, we'll okay. see. All right, next, we got the the, Cint- oh, the Cincinnati Reds. <sighs> Man, they they got close, but they could never they were they were the most inconsistently consistent team <laughs> cuz they would go on these winning streaks and then they'd have losing streaks and then winning streaks. Ultimately, they finished 83 and 79, so that kind of fits the bill. But Joey Votto's old, guys. He still bangs. We all agree. Joey Votto still bangs. Right? But he's 38, I think. Like He is up there. And Castellanos is probably leaving. So, we'll see. They got a good young squad. I'm sure they'll try and figure out a way to, to replace Castellanos. But, uh... We'll see what happens next season. The Oakland A's. Moneyball just fell short. Never they 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 hung around. They hung around, but they could never kind of get that one last winning streak, that push to kind of put them in that the category of those teams that were fighting for that last game of the season. They were they were they were just one winning streak short of of being there. They just couldn't. They 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 tried to go for it. They got Starling Marte, and he had a monstrous second half of the season. And he will be uh, a lot of teams will be trying to get him to sign someplace. So he had himself a contract year. That's the only notable thing for the A's. Uh, this one's sad. The Seattle Mariners. This one's really sad. I mean, did you guys see? Like the highlights from that last game after they knew they were they, like the game was over and they were they lost and or that the Red Sox had clinched. Did you see their thank you note from the PR? Yeah, I mean that that was like oh man the Mariners they have the longest playoff drought in North American sports right now, and it seemed like man this could be the year but I don't know how they did it to be honest they have an awful run differential but. Some magic was happening towards the end of the season. Hey, new sponsor, new world, guys. Just how it is for the uh, new word, not new world. New world. Is that? Yeah, new world. You know, it's it's made by Amazon. So, overlord Jeffrey Bezos. 
is overseeing that one. MMORPG. A lot of people are getting into it. I, I, I know the servers are packed already. Yeah, I know. I, I, I can't. I, I cannot. I, I'm afraid to start an MMORPG. You don't strike me as an MMORPG guy. It's not. I mean, those li- like, like what life games, those service games. It's just too much. Uh, I don't. I don't want to be. I get consumed by a series for like a month or so. You know, you'll see me like, hey, I'm into Halo for like a month or metal gear for like a month or doom for like a month and then like i consume everything and then i get out of it i i can't do that with with god god new world sheesh i'm I'm not gonna be able to do that guys all right so yeah there we go new sponsor all right so yeah seattle was just sad i really i was pulling for them like i was hoping it'd be seattle versus toronto in the American League wild card, but Rob Manfred got what he wanted. He got his precious Yankees versus Red Sox. There you go. Oh well, it's just good. It's just good television, but yeah, I know. But still, still, I mean, even this, even this retro baseball game that's playing in the background between the Yankees and Red Sox, it had some compelling action because David Ortiz got hit in the head. And there was a bench clearing. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. It's the rivalry, right? Here we go. Who's gonna get the the bleeping middle name from the Yankees this this year, right? That's what Charles is hoping for. Giancarlo bleeping Stanton, Aaron oh, bleeping he's Judge. Kisses, mm. dog. Because I was looking at the stats earlier this year. Between him, this this team is really just Cole Judge and Stanton. Yeah. And Stan has had 35 home runs, 36 home runs. Judge has had 39 home runs. They're one point differential between RBIs, and that should say a lot. Mm. They were healthy. I was Giancarlo, Giancarlo, whatever the hell you, where you say your name. I was the only one supporting you, baby. It was just me. Everybody can attest to it. I, I, I you know, since the start of the season, boys, I was still on that. I did not betray my man. Mm. I just knew that at some point, mediocrity. Now I just hope to God it shows up. Because do I believe him and Judge personally fueled us to the playoffs? Absolutely. But can they at least destroy the demon that is Alex Cora? Oh, boy. All right. That, let's. So, yeah, Seattle, gosh, I'm sorry. Hopefully next season. Hopefully next season is the year. Is the year you guys finally, finally break that drought. And maybe, maybe, maybe just maybe do something in the postseason. Maybe. All right. Next, the St. Louis Cardinals, who... Just went on an absolute tear to clinch the National League wild card. They were on such a hot streak that they didn't even make the wild the NL wild card a competition by the last week of the season. It was just known that the Cardinals were taking it. The Reds weren't taking it. The Mets and the Fraudres pulled out. The Phillies and the Braves, even the Phillies and Braves couldn't even catch up to either of them, so they had to settle for the NL East. Like, wow. The St. Louis Cardinals going in as one of the hardest teams in baseball. And, guys, we sh- <laughs> people the, the Cardinals fan base already has a nickname for, for this season, calling it the Run of 21. And the St. Louis Cardinals, once more, one of those teams that they can just win the World Series when they're this hot. They'll just win it. And it'll be like, well, 
All right. And a lot of people don't talk about how successful the Cardinals have been since 1996. Right? Second best, um, really second best team in the organization uh, uh, or the MLB? Or at least the best, well, the second best NL team. It's them, it's the Red Sox, it's the Yankees, it's San Francisco, and when most recently LA and 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 yeah that's but the cardinals are are up there they're up there as one of those top organizations they somehow find a way to to avoid rebuilding and just kind of do it on the fly and here we are we've been several different teams that are getting to the postseason and and maybe one more for yadier molina before he retires him and adam wainwright this this could be it this could be it this could be it Next season this is his last season. This could be the last run for for him to get one more one more ring. That'll solidify. People are like making a debate of whether he's a Hall of Famer. He wins one more, he's definitely a Hall of Famer. I think he's going to get in anyways. I think the enough voters will put him in. There's not many catchers yeah. in the Baseball Hall of Fame anyways. But he wins one more ring, he's he's got it. Which you kind of have to consider all the talents that he was behind the plate for and right. I think that's what we're pushing him over. Yeah. So, yeah, all the different pitches he had to go, all the different staffs. I mean, once more, these are different Cardinals teams that are making it to the World Series over that over that time frame, making it to the playoffs, making it to at least the NLCS. So, St. Louis, all right, the Toronto Blue Jays, they they got hot, trash, trash, but, but they just they they just couldn't keep it up. They just they couldn't keep up to the other two. They tried, they tried. And it's going to get scary these next few seasons in the American League East. I will East. not confirm or deny whether or not they are going to be scary. But we popped them. But there you go. You see the eight, the average age of that team and that staff? Vlad Guerrero Jr. doing the things. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Doing stuff his dad didn't even do. I mean... Tainted bloodline. <laughs> Tainted bloodline, bro. He's not even really your kid, Vlad. He's yeah. Yeah. Uh, gypsy, baby. So Toronto looking. Oh, why, man, sheesh! That, that's it'd be nice to see what a real rebuild feels like. I'm just saying, Marlins, please, please do it. Oh man. Okay. Then we've got the rest of the, now. Now we got the the rest of the postseason teams. We already talked the the Braves and stuff like that. So. Uh, but uh, before make uh, just uh, discuss the Rays really quick. I know we discussed them briefly, but there is something I do want to mention. Go ahead, because we're I was about to pop into like some of yeah, the individual too, so Yeah, jump yeah. On it. I, I'm just hoping that uh, I'm hoping that. So I discussed this with Francisco last year um, that Seattle got their new stadium, the then the then known as Safeco Field, uh, basically as a result of their walk-off win in the ALDS against the Yankees in 95. Uh, the city did not want to pay for a new stadium the they were on the way out basically the kingdom was dilapidated beyond use 
but because of that, moving to the ALCS, there was enough public support for a stadium. I'm hoping, hoping that two years of consistent playoff success, really more than that. We've, we've had a few good years recently of playoff success. I'm really hoping that I'm torn, man, because I, I hate, I hate cities giving up tons of money to fund baseball and sports venues. I hate it so much. Um, but part of me is like, I want the Rays to stay the best way to do that. The fans have shown that they are passionate. The problem is they just can't get to the stadium. Uh, I mean, I would be curious to know, I would be curious to know what the attendance numbers are for the Braves since they've moved from Turner Field. Because Cobb County, or wherever the hell they are now, is, what, an hour out of downtown well, Atlanta? Well, I, I think it's, it's there's, I, I don't, I mean, I don't, I think part of the reason why the Braves moved out, it's not an hour out of Atlanta, it's it's more like, Let's say half an hour out of out of Atlanta, um, but it's it's not because it's. I don't think it's entirely because the Braves couldn't make it work at Turner Field at all because of the the their fan base. Their, white people were mostly outside of Atlanta, and and that was where the majority of their fan base was. I think that was part of the reason, but I think it was more about the fact that they could control the area surrounding the stadium and have their little mini baseball city. That's what they were looking for. That's what they wanted most more than anything. Because for for all intents and purposes, there was nothing really wrong with Turner Field. There really wasn't. Right. There was nothing wrong with the stadium. It was it was well enough. They they could renovate it. Even a lot of the stadiums from the '90s have already renovated some some stuff in in Cleveland right. and Denver. And so it's not it's not. It, I think it's that they wanted more control of the surrounding area, and there was nothing surrounding Turner Field. There really wasn't. So it was just and looking at the numbers now. They're actually pretty similar to where to what they were before. Yeah, I, so Atlanta Atlanta's as fair weather as any city. If the Braves suck, people aren't. It doesn't matter what ballpark they're playing in; they're not going to show up. They're just not. They're not going to. So, but my my ultimate point, and I know that we've discussed this a zillion times, and I'm very passionate about it. But if you put a venue, I guarantee, I guarantee that if Amelie Arena was plopped in Saint the location where the trop is no one would go so and and listen i i get it success breeds higher attendance ucf is here's here's an indication to your to your point andrew the race tv numbers are really good exactly you're welcome <laughs> 
And it's not just because they play the Yankees and the Red Sox a ton of games. Uh, we be- have we have great team. At now. this point, the team is is more than twenty years old now. The first, well, you can almost write off the first ten years. Right. <laughs> Anybody who experienced that and still remained a fan, you were a diehard for sure, right? But the second ten years have been really good. They've been really good. You had really basically they're, they're, just the 2018 through 2012 ish, and then you had your rebuild, and now you're back to this. There are really two. If you, you could almost say there are two main eras of Rays baseball. Well, coincidentally, it also lines up with the name change, but. From '98 to 2007, there was not a lot of success. I don't think they. Ever, I don't think they ever no, went. To no the winning. No winning record, and I don't think they even cracked 80 wins. But then, like I said, it happened to coincide with the name change and the rebrand. But from '08 on, they've been incredible. They've made it to two World Series. Uh, They've won the East three times, which, bear in mind, that's got the Yankees and the Red Sox, and the Red Sox are actually good now. Lies. Don't, don't bring Well, that. generally awesome. speaking, compared to... The last three years are all question marks. But I'm just saying, this is not Bam- Curse of the Bambino Red Sox. This is actually a... They have a so, legitimate chance each year so... of... So to get get it back to the point to the to the topic of the stadium itself, I think right now you guys are a pawn. You guys are a pawn. The, the Tampa Bay Rays franchise is a pawn for Major League Baseball. And uh, was it Sternberg, was the owner yeah. of the Rays? Like he, like this is this is all play. This is all play. It's either force. Look, hey, we got a world. If you guys, especially if you win the World Series, how are you not going to give them a ballpark, right? That's that's basically how they're gonna take it to whatever temp, city in the Tampa Bay area. Like we're gonna we won the World Series. What else, what more do you guys want? The Marlins basically did that twice. <laughs> it worked the second time, so that's what's gonna try and go on in Tampa. But then they're like, well, look, we're gonna play half the season in Montreal next year. So do you know what really. It takes a lot to piss me off, and I think I think I mentioned this to you guys in our group chat. But Stern, I, when I say Sternberg, I, I, and basically every Rays fan don't mean him necessarily specifically. He's kind of like he's the figurehead. The, he's the figure. He's right. the face I, I of the ownership the, group. I forget what the actual term is. But there's Even a term when you use when you use a term for a singular thing to represent a whole other thing, like the White House. the 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 White House is literally the building, but the White House has come to mean the executive branch of the United States, basically. So, same thing. Sternberg really just means the whole ownership group. But anyway. They had the gall and the audacity to put up a... They were going to put up a sign that was touting the split city deal. 
in the playoffs. It's that it's, is <laughs> that's the ultimate f you. <laughs> I don't care who you are. That is that is terrible management. We will see. Hold on. I want to know how will will basically the Tampa Bay area, right? Will the Tampa Bay area just be like San Diego with the Chargers and be like, you know what? Just fuck off and leave then. <laughs> just fuck off and leave. Just go. Go. And the same thing with like St. Louis with the Rams. Just go. Just leave. Just get out of here. And just go. And 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 a metonym. Metonym. And what's more, it's a ploy because Major League Baseball is going to try and win in the end. They're either going to get a brand new stadium in Tampa and just get that over with, and then their only problem franchise will be Oakland, or it allows them to gauge how Montreal will receive Major League Baseball again, and there's a lot of diehard Expos fans. Remember, the Expos were in, they were like 40 years in or was it yeah something like that in 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 montreal and they had a gigantic fan base just because jeffrey Loria is a piece of shit <laughs> that that was it <laughs> that was it and as a marlins fan i can say yeah he, he he's a piece of shit so having an ownership group that's not a piece of shit with this race franchise tailor-made ready to go to to play in Montreal right away and possibly win right away it's like wow okay Montreal may just be like hey let's just build the brand that downtown ballpark in Montreal the Rays will move we'll get them they might win immediately like when the Nordiques moved to Colorado with the Avalanche and exposed fact (laughs) and (laughs) and Major League Baseball may even come out winning in the end because the the Montreal metropolitan area is larger than the Tampa Bay metropolitan area from a population standpoint. So they have two Canadian markets that could work. Again, like that 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 might be a win for Manford regardless. Yeah, it, it, I think that's what they're. That's what you guys are pretty much just a pawn. You got this. This franchise is a pawn, and it's it's gonna be interesting <laughs> once this season is over, especially if they win it all. Hmm. Oh. Oh. Okay. Uh, we are. Let's see. We're forty-seven minutes. I just want to talk about some of the, like the the numbers here with regards to. Okay. So National League home run leader was Fernando Tatis Jr. Trash. Yeah. Uh. But then Trey Turner led in a lot of other character categories for the Dodgers. 328 batting average, most stolen bases, he um, most hits as well. Then you have uh, Bryce Harper with uh, the best OPS, best slugging percentage. All right, uh, Adam Duvall. <laughs> the Marlins traded him to the Braves, and he kept on mashing RBIs. 113 to finish the season. Freddie Freeman scored the most runs. All right, Juan Soto, best on base percentage. Harper, uh, let's see, yep, and he had the most walks as well. There you go. Nash in the American League. So, uh, Yuri Gurriel, 
for the 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 Astros best batting average. So won the batting title there. 48 home runs for Salvador Perez and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. He has the most RBIs as well. Perez for the Royals. Uh, and Vlad also most runs scored. Best on base percentage. Best slugging percentage. Best OPS. And Shoyo Otani got Overrated. triple. Most triples. But uh, we'll see how that American League MVP voting is going to go. Because... If you just consider it most valuable player, most valuable offensive player, then I would say Vlad Guerrero Jr. would get it. But if they're really going to take most valuable and put it all together as just all one thing, then you could say Shoye for both. I mean, pitchers pitchers have won MVPs before, even though I don't think they should, but... Um, but he's a utility pitcher. It's almost the equivalent of how they'll get sometimes players deep in the bullpen when they're out in extra innings and just utilize them. I, I think he's going to win it. I really do. Yeah, I feel like the voters are going to vote him to win it, even though Vlad Guerrero Jr. had a monster season. And same thing with Salvador I actually, Perez. I actually discussed this with Doug in our goof off mm. uh, the other night on MLB 21. Um, and hear me out. This might be a hot take, but I think Shohei Otani has had the best season in MLB history. Mm. Mm. I, I think we're amping up a little bit that he's won certain games specifically for a team offensively and as a pitcher. I can get that logic, but. Mm. but... Because. I don't it's know. The best, it's the best season overall. Uh, let but me you got to consider postseason. I, and I, I don't know. There, there are some been some monster seasons. You know, Ichiro with getting the hits record. I mean, Barry Bonds. Steroids or not? Yeah. <laughs> steroids or not? Right. But, but listen, 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 listen. You're just falling into the trap of what the voters want you to be. Is that you know he he could be everything. They just want the new babe. That's what it is. I, I get that. That's the. I guess that that's the message they're pushing. Hell, the the they revamped MLB Twenty One the show their road to road to the show series. Uh, they revamped it so now you can be a two way player. You can play as a as a player and as a pitcher. I mean, mm. they're going all in on Shohei Otani. I get that, but. He had 45 home runs this year, mm. uh, which so, wasn't first, but ain't too shabby either. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not thrilled with his batting average, but apparently batting average doesn't mean anything anymore. Yeah, which, it doesn't mean anything anymore. Unless you're Joey Gallo batting. It's all, it's, all, it's all about that launch angle, guys. Come on now. And that, um, that exit velocity. And... So, hitting is really good. He's really good. He, he's a five-tool player in the field. He can run. He can field. He can, his fielding is it's less discussed, I guess, 
his discussion is more on the offensive side of the ball. But he doesn't field, though, because he's DH when he's not pitching, correct? Right. Right, but he he, he does play the field sometimes. Yeah, he as a pitcher. Right That's my problem. So... So his here, 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 his, here are his stats for this season, right? So 155 games played as a hitter, as a hitter. So scored 103 runs, 138 hits, 26 doubles, eight triples, which led the American League, 46 home runs, 100 RBI, 26 stolen bases, 96 walks, 189 strikeouts, 257 batting average, 372 on-base percentage, 592 slugging and 965 OPS, but he was mainly used as a DH. As a pitcher, he pitched in 23 games, went 9 and 2, 3.18 ERA, 130 innings pitched, allowed 98 hits, 48 runs, 15 home runs, 44 walks, 156 strikeouts. So, if you took his numbers and you separated him as just a batter, he had a great season, but not the best season a batter has ever had in a single season. Right. And if you take him as a pitcher, 9-2 is good, but it's not as much as a regular starter would start. And it's, it, I mean, maybe as a rookie that would be great numbers, but it's not the best pitcher that a singular pitcher would have. And a three right. and, but ERA also bear in is mind, basically this is essentially second. his second season pitching because they've mm. he pitched I think one year and then he hurt his arm and had yeah. TJ. This was yeah. this was and in the past they either didn't let him pitch at all because he was having uh arm issues or whatever. Or I think he had to get Tommy John. Yeah, he did. Right. I, I remember a quote from Joe Madden from earlier in the season saying that this was basically the first year where they let him off the leash. Um, I, but, so again, I, I, I fully, 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 mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying that he's the best hitter ever. I'm not saying he's the best pitcher ever. I'm not saying that he's had the best season in those. But... When you consider that he is a really, really good hitter all around, he doesn't just hit bombs. He steals bases. He makes good contact. Well, I mean, two fifty-seven average. Also, (laughs) I would say that he probably had the best overall season Mm. in history. I I wouldn't say I, I don't even I. Like, he was a sensation, especially around the All-Star break and the All-Star game and stuff like that. But then, and and he was still mashing, but by the end, the Angels shut, like, in September, the Angels shut him down. They shut him down pitching-wise, and he was just a DH. And at that point, the kind of, the novelty sort of wore off a bit. And part of that... Is probably the fault of the Angels because they are an awful franchise. That part of that is be- they are wasting the talents of both him and and Mike Trout. We get that, 
that that doesn't help but i kind of stopped paying attention to him once his team became irrelevant Ooh, so, so are you penalizing him for not being the face of the franchise? I the mean, his okay. So doesn't... his war, he had a nine. Like his war for this season as a hitter was a nine, which is great and all. But the Angels won seventy-seven games. They, yeah, I I count it as part of like wins. But I like we took him off the team. The Angels are the Marlins. And there's not really much of a difference between the Angels and the Marlins, and I'm like, okay, that that doesn't really impress me. If, if he, well, was... I think you validate the statement of why it's not a good if it's not a good um, the greatest season ever because you take him off the team, it's the Marlins, but having him on the team can't even single and for a guy who plays both fields, so I'm gonna attack on it. He's both the pitcher, starting pitcher, and their best hitter, and this is all that they amounted to. Sometimes in baseball, one or two players can change the entire season. I I know, but it it. It wasn't as transcendent as I like as like we've so seen you, rookies. We've seen rookie sensations help teams push them into the into the postseason. Like and I just all of that couldn't help the Angels push them. I feel like that is a factor as part of being an MVP. I feel like part of that is your effect on the team, regardless. Let me let me say this really quick. So, I mean, I, I don't know how war would be calculated by adding a pitcher and a hitter. I don't know how that works. But his hit yeah. his hitting war this season is, uh, where is it? It's a nine. So his hitting war this season was nine. Right. Oh, was that his total war? Well, I just have, I mean, I, I think Baseball Reference may even have to change their website to kind of, because of his of his season. Oh, yeah, it is, because his hitting war is a 4.9, his okay. pitching was a 4.1. All right, so they add, they mash the two together. So That's actually a, lo- that's actually a lot lower than I thought it would be. So it, it didn't have much of an impact on the Angels. I would, he had, I feel like Vlad Guerrero Jr. had more of an impact with the Blue Jays than... Shohei had on the Angels, and I know it's it it can be a little like like okay you, you're counting how he does with the team, but but the team also the matters in a way. Even, but the Blue Jays didn't even make it, and here we're not here for moral stories, right, or moral victories. Blue Jays didn't make it end of the day. Oh yeah, but they did better than the Angels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but still, if you're going to qualify of how much it got to your team even to the playoffs, and they're not there. You know, I, I just I, I take it into the same argument. Like if you took the guy off the team, that's how I see the most valuable player. If you took the guy off the team, what would happen to the team? And the Blue Jays probably are the Angels without Vlad Guerrero Jr. And the, the Angels are the Marlins. And the Angels are the Marlins if Vlad. without without Shohei. So that that's how I see it. That's how I felt. That even with both, but. Okay, where are we? Oh, oh, crap! We're we're at the one hour mark. Whoa, sheesh! We even do. Okay, when we come back, we'll, we'll after the the halfway point, we'll uh we'll just do like postseason like whatever predictions you want, especially because the game is about to start between the Yanks and the Sox, and that's going to be like a four hour game because it's always a four hour game between those two teams. But yeah, let's let's go to the. Uh, a word from our non-sponsors, people, places, things, concepts, what have you, that we've been enjoying over 
the last week. So who who would like to go first this week? Anybody? Any I'll, takers? I'll go first. All right, I, I, I haven't gone in a bit. Um, so, fellas, fellas, mm. fellas. Mm. Charles, Charles likes his food. You know, and there's always something that I'll, I'll kind of give in it. But usually, when I speak about food, it's something that's more accessible to you guys. It's more of a franchise. It's more of a chain. It's anything that people can kind of go to. The last time we spoke about food, it was Cafe Minero, and we loved Cafe Minero. You know, non-sponsor of the year. There's no chance that that's going to be beaten. But this place is two hours away, so I couldn't go there as often as I like. So instead, we kind of look into more local places by me. And today, I went somewhere for lunch. Somewhere near court, and I was just pleasantly surprised because I've been living in my area for a very long time. I have been an attorney for long enough, and to not know that this little location was right where I was or where I go to court was kind of shocking. But it was suggested to me by a few people. I'm like, hey, why don't you try the Society Market Cafe in Morgan Florida? Stewart. I'm like, yeah, sure. Why? Whatever. Why not? And I went and Damn good food, guys. I had the Yacht Broker Wrap. It is like a, ch- it's almost kind of like a club, but it's chicken, turkey, bacon, I think avocados in there, lettuce, and then um, some cheese. And they give you options of fries, a sweet potato fries. I went with the sweet potato. It's very hole in the wall ish. It's right by a few law firms I know. So I was hiding, making sure that no attorneys see me, my little mask and everything as I'm creeping and I'm crawling. But the food was pretty high quality. It's good price. The taste was really good. And it was a big-ass wrap. You know how sometimes you order a wrap and you know you're just going to finish it and one sit in? It took some portions there, man. I was like, oh. And then I'm looking at that menu. They do breakfast. They do brunch. They have other lunch stuff. They have some sweets in there. And you know your boy loves some sweets. So I'm, like, intrigued. So it's like a non-sponsor. I feel like it'll be another non-sponsor down the line, something I had today. And when it comes to some places in downtown Stewart, they could be overpriced. I won't name some names of certain establishments, but y'all really jacked up some prices. This one I felt was fair, reputable, food tasted good. And when I came home right before the show, I had what's an ass wrap. Uh, goof out the dark, Freddy, and I'll tell you. Um, so uh. it, it was just a, a big old wrap that they kind of came into it. But I always like a little bit diversity in the foods as well. I, they have toast. They have other things in there there's a few things that caught my eyes the ribeye burgers look good I, I like variety and I, i'm a plain jane sometimes with my meal folks sometimes i don't want to see anything fancy i'm not looking to have pf changs in my life i want a burger to a burger inside no pf changs is not real chinese food don't care what it says. Yeah. it's not even asian fusion yeah. it's just kind of like hey i made this out of regular chicken and i put some teriyaki it's on it. asian cheesecake factory <laughs> It is Asian Cheesecake Factory. There is no better way to explain it. But I'm intrigued to even go more. And I think that's what matters with non-sponsors. Because sometimes it's when we do non-sponsors, like, hey, I want to suggest it for other people. And it's a place that I would want to go back to again to try it. So I was pleasantly surprised. I liked what I had there. I kind of want some now. They're closed. I only have it from, I think, like 8 to 3. So I don't necessarily do breakfast or sit, sit in breakfast. I'm a protein shake kind of guy for breakfast. But if I ever did wake up early one day, it goes from there, and I see that there's an Oktoberfest, I guess, on that screen. So that's interesting. You know, it is that time of the year, too, kids. Get yourself a nice, cool beer 
and knock it out and fun fact it's been two years since i went to oktoberfest in new orleans that was a fun time when you go back there but um that is my non-sponsor i almost forgot their name the supermarket blues cafe really like it a lot um promo code for freddy's sake ass rap <laughs> that's a good one okay all right well let's let's all right I'll, I'm, I'm gonna go next all right guys so the xbox game pass i i have i'm still i think i'm maybe midway through my three-month trial now and I've, I've had a lot of fun had a lot of fun downloading a lot of games tried a lot of stuff like cluster truck and and um piku niku that was that was a fun little indie title as well i got got my halos in there all right i'm i'm, I'm about to start two this week that's gonna be fun all right but but Guys, I was I was trying to look for something different a couple nights ago. It's like, man, well, what do I want to play, right? Amazon Prime Gaming for add Star Wars Squadrons. So now I have that in my backlog, you know. So that's that's part of that. She, I got Ghost Runner as well for free, or with my Prime account. So that's fun, you know. Just in time for Halloween. I mean, this is this is all great and all, but you know, guys, sometimes you just need to freaking mellow out. I, I don't do drugs, guys, but but sometimes I play certain games that make me wish I did. <laughs> and this is one of those games because, man, I I I I I really really wish I could get some of that that extra ness that you get from a game like this. And it is Tetris Effect Connected. Ooh body okay so tetris effect connected guys it, this is another tetris game yes we've all played tetris we've all played different varieties of tetris right we've had tetris 99 you got super tetris you got tetris on the game boy right you got tetris 64 tetris worlds on your ps2 so tetris many different yeah you got tetris on your phone you can play it on your web browser oh just everywhere right it's it's tetris there's not much explaining it it's addicting it's it's fun right but there's a there's an effect called the tetris effect it is an actual scientific term for when you start seeing patterns in your everyday life right some people play tetris to the point where they dream about tetris they just see it all over the place. And that's that's happened to a ton of people. It happened to my dad. It happened to my dad somewhere around the late nineties when he got really into Tetris on our on our little computer with I don't know what the resolution was. That was probably a two forty P screen. <laughs> and very, very tiny. And he was he was all over Tetris. But Tetris effect guys connected. I, I played it on my game PC as part of my Xbox Game Pass subscription. You just want to mellow out. You want some EDMness to your Tetris. You want to trip balls while you're playing Tetris without tripping balls for real. But I'm sure tripping balls while playing Tetris Effect at the same time will put you on the most trippiest of balls. Then yeah, get this game, guys. It is it is an experience. I would say you should play this with. Uh, and you see a ton of people there enjoying their their time with Tetris Effect. Look at that. 
it is it, it, it's one of those games that just you I can't explain the experience it, it's it feels like something that that's kind of like a corny type of thing okay it's te- it's it's like DDR Tetris no it's it's Tetris but with a uh, this oomph, this this surreal oral oomph to it that that really we call that, tra- we call that trance music. Yeah, yeah. You, you go on a trance, you trip balls, what have you. It is amazing. It's on. It's on everything. It comes out on the Switch this week. So get your Ooh. get your oh, new good. yeah get your new Switch OLED models. Get your OLED models this Friday. Get Tetris Effect. Get Metroid. Because that will probably be the non-sponsor next week, guys, <laughs> for sure. And yeah, I'm 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 loving it. I already got a few achievements on this. I'm um, I'm addicted already. I'm addicted. So promo code tripping balls. All right, Andrew, you got to be ass rap and tripping balls for your new <laughs> promo code. Let's see what you got. Oh, I'm not going to be able to beat those. I can guarantee that. Um. But my non-sponsor this week is Lipton Ice Tea. Oh, classic! Yes, Lipton Ice Tea. It's it's not sweet tea, which I, I will say I prefer sweet tea. Uh, but Lipton Ice Tea, it's got a nice lemon kick to it. It's very refreshing. Uh, it goes good with any meal, breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Uh, it's a nice little sweet thing to get your day uh, get your day going right. Um, I actually have some with me right now as I take a sip. I just Let have a Kermit the Frog image in my head of that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's good stuff, man. I really like it. Um, and plus, it comes in big containers, so. Uh, if you have a big event, you can make a crap ton of it and not run out, or you can just make it little by little. Okay. That's really all I have to say about it. Promo code Lemony Goodness. Lemony Goodness. Mm. Mm-mm. Okay. So there you go, guys. Those are our not sponsors. Right? Alright, so let's let's move on. So uh Yankees and Red Sox game has started right uh-huh. now. Uh, it has started, so uh, I will. I may try and find it, and put it on the screen a little bit. We'll see. But okay, guys, uh, postseason pr- predictions before we move on to football. Who do you think comes out of the AL, out of the NL, and who wins the World Series? Anybody? Anybody wants to jump in here? Huh? All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I think the Houston Astros are going to do it again, guys. I feel like the Houston Astros are going to find a way to win this World Series. And I feel like they're going to do it against the Dodgers. I feel like the the world, and I feel like baseball, and most of all, needs the Astros to beat the Dodgers in the World Series. Again. And this time, without the trash cans and the buzzers, I feel like it would be a perfect story going into 2022 because suddenly the Astros are not only a dirty team, they, but then they win it cleanly against the Dodgers. And what, what can L.A. say about that then? There's nothing. They can't say anything. 
<laughs> if they get beaten twice by them. I feel like that would be great. And it'd be even better if they did it by beating the same teams that they did in their initial run to win the World Series. Namely, uh, the New York Yankees and the American League Championship as well. I, I feel Thank like... Thank you for putting us there. I feel like... I feel like I, I I feel like this could happen, guys. The Astros have been playing really well. They 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 won on a walk off to finish the season. They they beat out the teams out west. It got closer than they thought. Than I, I'm sure they thought it would be, but it actually put a fire under their ass. And they are on. They themselves are on a vengeance tour to try and prove all the haters wrong that they could do it the right way. So here we go. That's my prediction. Astros beat the Dodgers in the World Series. <laughs> I don't disagree. Mm. But I have it. It's a rematch of last year. Rays-Dodgers. Rays didn't lose much. The Dodgers, if they get through the Cardinals, I think have a very easy route going there. I still have reservations about the Giants. And then I, I feel like God's going to punish us or the baseball gods are going to punish us because it's going to be like the White Sox are going to because none of us have mentioned the White Sox as any legitimacy. But what is really between the Red Sox and the Yankees, we're, we're beating the hell out of each other. I can't speak. We're going to beat the hell out of each other. There's going to be that fatigue. The Rays are rested. I think they'll beat them. If they've met the White Sox, they'll beat them. I don't disagree with the Astros, but here's the thing. I don't know their pitchers anymore. Zach Granke is kind of like falling off slightly. And there's no Verlander to kind of complain about juice balls. So, I, And I also like the idea of rivalries in the World Series. And it's not as if the Rays were a one-hit wonder. We talked about that earlier in the season. I'm kind of going over now, but I do have the Dodgers because even though the Giants won that division, I don't think any of us really said that that is really the competition in the NL. And until I see the Dodgers act differently and they only got stronger with the trade season, like they lose Mr. Um, Mr. I'm going to get paid for extend the leave Trevor Bauer, but then they get Scherzer, which is a class act guy. And Trey Turner, Corey Seager's still around. That's the only thing that could screw them over is Kelly Yancey, but I think it's going to be the Rays and the Dodgers. Again, I think, thankfully, it'll kind of go to six or seven games, and I give it to the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Andrew, what about you? Um, who do you think I'm going to – who do I think is going to win it all? Who do you think is, is going to win it all? Yeah, even, yeah, just who do you think is going to win it all? There you go. Just that. I mean, honestly, my, my kind of general thinking on any sport is that unless there's major changes to their roster, I, I give the benefit, to, the benefit of the doubt to the reigning champion. So in this case, I think it would be the Dodgers. And I, I, I'm... I'm trying to be as unbiased as possible because I want the Rays to win. I think the Rays have a good shot of winning. Um, you know, we've we've bolstered a few areas in our lineup. We have Nelson Cruz now. Um, some of our younger guys are kind of uh, maturing a bit. Uh, Wander Franco is in, and he's playing out of his mind. Uh, and plus. 
now we get uh, Randy Rosarena again for another postseason, and he killed it last year. Um, but my general thinking is, if you, um, if unless you don't lose a ton of roster, I say that the onus is on or my projection is whoever was the last winner, if they're still in, they're going to win. And the Dodgers have only gotten better since last year. They have um, freaking Mad Max on the roster now. The uh, heterochromatic, heterochromatic master of pitching that he is. Um, yeah, man, I... Th- that's... That'll, that's they're going to be tough to beat again. Mm. Um, I will say, uh, whoever it is, I don't want it to be the Astros. <laughs> the, the Astros can go to hell. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! I... But I. I think the Rays have a good shot again. I mean, we, we won two games last year in the World Series against these Dodgers. And honestly, if it wasn't for a major come, uh, a comeback of epic proportions against the Braves, I think we would have won the World Series. The Braves, the Braves blew it. Hmm. Yeah. They were, they were up, what, 3-1 in the series? Uh, what in the world? Something of that effect, or no, 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 the oh, no, the yeah, oh, yeah, the else, yeah, they were, they were. Um, it was because it was either because it was both them and the Braves that were choking, and then you guys got your act together in game seven while the Braves did what Atlanta teams do, right? But. I think if the if the Braves had advanced to the World Series, I think we would have won, yeah, yeah, he would have won, he would totally beaten them, but. I mean, again, like I said, the Dodgers have essentially their same roster from last year. In fact, they've gotten better. So, yeah, until someone proves otherwise, they're the team to beat. And the the odds makers have it that way as well. Okay. All right. Okay, guys. We have to discuss this. Uh, we're going to move on to football, and I feel like we should do something that merges both both realms of football together, both the pros and the college side. Let's talk about Urban Meyer going to horny jail. <laughs> we, we should have prefaced more <laughs> than that. <laughs> well, let's preface it, Charles. Urban Meyer... Head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's going swimmingly. It's it's going as well as everyone thought it would. Except for the Jaguars for some reason. I, I saw a tweet. Maybe maybe the cons will get him to be an AEW. <laughs> or something. Oh, God. <laughs> it's, they got to use him somehow, right? They're going to be paying him, right? As soon as he leaves for USC. Um, Everybody loves a good heel. He'll be Big Papa Pump 2.0. <laughs> so, backstory, Big Papa Pump was Scott Steiner's character in WCW. Big Papa Pump has got the hookup holler, if you hear me. Pure, like, 
machismo misogyny that kind of came on back in those days when you do it 20 years ago that's gonna be him just all you gotta do is get urban the uh bleaches hair get a beard out get the shades on it's gonna be beautiful all right so uh, first andrew is rcfb talking about this um not really even I with mean, all the speculation that he's gonna be, I mean, first off, it happened in Columbus, Ohio. Well, hold on. Let me let me explain something mm. from the mod side of it. We don't allow discussion in the in the main Reddit. Whatever goes on in the Discord server is, you know, free. Rate. Whatever goes on goes on. Mm-hmm. There, so. Well, Freddy says the, we have been <laughs> in the Discord server, though. Oh, okay. In, in terms, I, I just want to make that distinction. RCFB is has the Reddit side of it, but it has its own Discord server as well. The Reddit side of it, we don't allow, with some exceptions, any discussion of non non college football, um, unless it's someone who died. Like for example, Don Shula, we mentioned, I, I posted something about his death because he did coach in college. Um, or, you know, what was it? I think a few years ago, there was some pro player that talked shit about his, about a college team. We'd allowed that in. It was kind of an edge case, but ultimately, because it was a non-college player making the statement, but it did relate to a college team. But generally speaking, with some exceptions, once they're out of college football, they're no longer a topic of discussion on the Reddit. The Discord is a whole different story. And it's and the, the Twitter account as well has a bit more lax rules. Uh, it more because it just discusses any sort of current topics, but the discord is all over that thing. And, uh, I haven't, I mean, Freddie can probably clue me in more because I haven't been around the discord server that much since it broke, but this it's, it's big news, man. (laughs) It's, I mean, how do you expect people to react to this uh you know it's someone came up with a kind of a circle of how urban meyer let me see if i can pull it up how urban meyer gets out of teams Mm -hmm. oh okay i mean is his heart in it Oh, the blood rushed from his yeah, heart so from all the region. It's, <laughs> it's from a it's from a Twitter called Corked Bats. Um, so the cycle is this: gets hired. Y- you know those cycles? Like it says one thing and it says another, and it just wraps back around. The Sonic cycle. I yes, <laughs> yeah, I understand so that one. Gets hired, finds instant success, reports or scandal arises steps down for for health reasons and or to spend more time with family immediately starts a new job as a tv analyst 
rumored for open job, gets hired, and the cycle continues. So I found it. I found it. (laughs) So we are currently in the reports or scandal arises portion of the cycle. Uh, except the finding in, I, except we just skipped over instant success entirely. Um, and I was telling Charles this, and Charles, you, you got to believe me here. You know, you keep thinking I'm like a bandwagoner or a traitor or whatever, or not really my heart into it. But I mean it when I say, ever since they hired Meyer, well. Not since I was I was one foot out the door when they hired him. The second foot was out the door when they hired that strength coach from Iowa. At that point, I'm like, I'm done. I'm out of here. You know, I, I fought against my baser urges to come back because they had Trevor Lawrence. But it's like, no, I, I, I've got more principle than that. And it's it's paid off for me, even if the. I don't care if the Bucks never win another Super Bowl, which I hope they do, obviously, but the Jacksonville Jaguars are just imploding before our very eyes. It's, un- it's unreal. It's, I don't, well, SB Nation has a, on their secret base YouTube channel, ha- has a collapsed video about the Jacksonville Jaguars and how they just completely fell apart after. <laughs> Choke in the uh, AFC Championship RCFB game. Twitter account. Speaking of the RCFB Twitter account, mm. it says breaking the Jacksonville Jaguars are in talks to join the AAC. <laughs> oh man! So yeah, yeah. But great, great things are coming out of this, guys. Great things are coming out of this. I mean, Twitter, Twitter the memes have been fantastic. The memes are great. The memes. I are... was spamming you guys everything I could find about it. Because I'm an immature child. I mean, it, it's 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 been. Was it uh, was it was it one of the Barry McCockner um, accounts that was it the one when the guy was getting grinded on and he like got fell down? <laughs> there's there's several of them. <laughs> there's there's several. I mean, we could just type in Urban Meyer on Twitter and just stuff will come up, right? The one that had that said Urban Meyer's wife with the Jacksonville Jaguars dancing killed me. I I just tapped out. I was like, the internet wins today. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is, it's great. It's great, guys. It's great. And so, have you all honest? seen the video? Yes. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to miss the video if you're on Twitter, especially yeah. on our accounts, right? And the, the the thing is, it was up there for a minute. Um, it was up there for a minute, but somehow got taken down. But as you know, the second anything goes up on social media, it's there forever. Someone's going to make an archive of it, uh, uh, take a screenshot of it. It's like, <sighs> I mean... Oh god! It, NFL it, memes. Urban Meyer continues to make terrible decisions when it comes to tight ends. <laughs> See, this is what oh. kind of gets me is the fact that I had to play devil's advocate a little bit because when you when you look at all the things that, especially other 
coaches and other sports. Rick Pitino, holy shit. Um, I'm trying to figure out what's the worst thing of why Urban Meyer's getting grilled into it. Either he was at a dance and let some lady grind up on him, and they're, they're making it into a scarlet letter effect. This is what I'm trying to tell myself to be his guy, his defense, his everything. But it's the hypocrisy of the thing that the first thing the man said is own it as the team motto. That, that was his whole thing. The guy who's kind of say, I know how to coach adults aside from young men. And if you're about principles and listen, this is 21st century. This is 2021. I don't care if Urban's bringing third or four or five people into the bedroom. Dude, that's not my place. I don't care. But Urban is probably one of those most unapproachable, unrelatable. I couldn't give any empathy or sympathy to him as an individual coach in any sport. And if you're coming to it, the innocuous thing is him, you know, getting right on. And mind you, I'm going to say something. I don't know if people know what to do. Urban's hands were somewhere else. I'm just saying it. Go ahead. Put the slander on me. Urban, you hear me? I know where your hand was. But if everything else is like, hmm, what's going on here? But I just find it curious that you could have like Bobby Petrino on a bike over in the days of Arkansas or LSU crashing with the graduate assistant. Rick Pitino legitimately trying to hush out a um, a non-discreet sexual encounter with somebody and offer an abortion and also bring hookers and parties and stuff like that to the college kids. And then we're not even grilling them the way we're grilling Urban Meyer. That's bad about what it speaks to you and your reputation and how unlikable you are as a person and coach. Oh, man. <laughs> How old is this man? Fifty-seven years old. He's fifty-seven years old. I was doing the cross comparisons, man. You know who you never see getting grinded out? Andy Reid, because no one goes to the Waffle House. (laughs) Urban Meyer is fifty-seven years old. You know what killed me is the fact that he wore an Ohio State polo, and I bet all the UF fans were like, "That hoe." (laughs) Seriously, (laughs) like like he didn't get national championships in Florida. We know who he truly is. Oh man! Here's here's the thing, kind of going back to what Charles was saying on hypocrisy. You know, if if he's unmarried, you know, and it's consensual, you do you, man. I mean, he he's not the only person who's in a. He's not the only person who is in a huge age gap disparity. Um relationship but it's a the fact that he is married and then b that he said he was well b that he didn't go back with the team yeah after they lost after they lost which in of itself is really weird unless you're usc and you leave clay hell you leave uh lane kiffin stuck on the uh, tarmac when you fired him but that's another story but to not go back with the team, you say it's to spend time with your grandkids. It's still a bit weird to not go back with the team, but fine. You are in Ohio. You know, maybe that's your way of decompressing after a tough loss. Mm-hmm. Oh, he decompressed, do, all right. <laughs> but then to do it was just that. just on an But then to do that. And... 
on top of that to basically pawn off the blame on someone else to say oh the the evil voodoo dragged me in it's like Wait, no, what, you, what did he say no you horny bastard <laughs> So basically, uh, what happens is he heard funny. R. Kelly bump and grind playing in his airbox. Ooh, let's stay away from R. Kelly, man. I'm not staying with R. Kelly, obviously. Or Meyer didn't stay away from R. Kelly. <laughs> but, uh. yeah, it's... Yeah, look at Urban's hands, all I'm saying, on that video. He's covering... He, the right hand oh, yeah. is being no, moved because no, 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 the left no. hand is moving, son. <laughs> Well, yeah, I cannot um, confirm and deny these things. Doing. He knew what he was doing. Without oh. a doubt. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait, wait till he goes to Los Angeles. He should just go to jail for that entire attire. Oh, boy. Oh, someone you out, wear shorts above the knee. Someone pointed out... Oh, by the way, two two other social media things to, to mention. One is that, and I can't confirm this independently, but... It, it looks legit. Back when Meyer was a TV analyst on for Fox Sports on college football, he gave he had a criteria to examine for uh, to examine for struggling teams, and it has three prongs: trust issues, dysfunctional dysfunctional environment, selfishness. Hmm. Says the man who, you know, basically coaches the serial killer. And then another one on top of that. Again, I can't confirm it independently, but it again looks legit. Apparently, a similar or the same type of shirt that Meyer was wearing on the infamous night, uh, the current Ohio head coach, Ryan, Ohio State head coach, Ryan Day, wore in a press conference. It's a, it's a mm. one-quarter zip-up kind of jacket polo. Uh, look at this. We just love this. I love it. Look look, look at this graphic right here. Urban Meyer <laughs> criteria to examine for struggling teams, according to Urban Meyer. One, trust issues. Two, dysfunctional environment. Three, selfishness. I mean, the, the, right, right, Andrew? I mean... Exactly. It's, there's a literal image and video of this well okay guys enough about urban meyer the yankees are down to nothing by the way sander bogarts with a two-run home run called it called it <laughs> called it i knew this was gonna happen literally said it how he mentioned it i've accepted my fate oh boy so that's happening right now uh yanks are up but we'll see they got two outs right now Okay, Andrew, anything of note from college football this week? My beloved Cincinnati Bearcats, guys. You know, I've been a Bearcats fan since 1950, and it's been really good. It's been really good being a Bearcats fan, guys. Go fighting cats. (laughs) Okay. Well. Meow roar. (laughs) Is that what they do? Is that what they do in Cincinnati? Meow roar? I don't know. Well, anyway, um, let me just break down a little bit since I, I did tell Freddie I was going to bring up Fred Rank for NFL and uh, college football. 
his top 25 is in order. Alabama, Georgia, Iowa, Penn State, Cincinnati, Oklahoma, Michigan, Ohio State, Oregon, Oklahoma State, BYU, Michigan State, Notre Dame, Kentucky, Mississippi, a.k.a. Old Miss, Arkansas, Auburn, Wake Forest, Florida, Texas, Coastal Carolina, Arizona State, Clemson, SMU, and North Carolina State. Mm-hmm. It has been a very, very interesting season so far. I uh, believe there were nine ranked teams this past week that that lost. I mean, admittedly, four of them were in ranked versus ranked games, so there was going to be a guaranteed rank loss. But there were five ranked versus unranked that lost. One of the most stunning was Stanford taking down Oregon in overtime number three Oregon it's people are starting to liken this season a little bit to 2007 2007 was the most chaotic season in history that was the year App State beat Michigan right right yeah yeah it was it was the curse of the number two where the number two team kept losing each week basically Nothing. It would. It would take. Nothing a made sense. <laughs> it. It would take a miracle for another season to match that. But this is a pretty, pretty uh, chaotic season so far. I think thirty something ranked losses so far. Um. You know, I guess. Uh, I had a couple of people tell me what were some of the big headlines that I should cover. One of them, I believe, they mentioned was Georgia. Georgia is on fire. Rolling. They are rolling. (laughs) They are rolling. They are... They have a legitimate argument to be the number one team in the country. Hell, they are the number one team in the RCF people, which I would argue is a more fair and a more fair ranking system because it's so many people going in and giving their opinions instead of just, you know, 60 something people doing it here. You've got hundreds of people doing it. Um, Georgia just overtook Alabama. Those really, those two are really just duking it out for one and two. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how the rest of the season goes uh, because right now those two are they're headed for a, a conference championship matchup in December and that'll honestly I think whoever wins out of the SEC if those two teams are still in it whoever still whoever wins out they're going to win the national championship because right now it's same old, same old (laughs) SEC because right now it's basically one and two Alabama, Georgia, and then the rest pretty decent gap than everyone else. Mm. Okay. So, uh, let's keep going. Uh, Another thing I wanted to mention. I, my, 
weekly breakdown of our respective teams. The Seminoles actually won a game. Yes! <laughs> and it, it's funny. Um, there was a trivia question last week. RCFB trivia is something that I help run. We do a trivia Tuesday each week. Um, the question last week was, who are the two Power 5 teams to still be winless? was Arizona and Florida State. I guess they were annoyed with us using them in a question because they decided to go ahead and win. Um, much to my chagrin, because I like the I like the memes. Yeah. All right, so we won a game. How about them um, Hurricanes? How about them Canes? Or the <laughs> Hurricane. Oh man. <laughs> Oh man, I remember watching that. Oh, um, okay. So I, I uh, somebody, are... so like, just before you say, so because of the two teams that play in the uh, current but also former home of the uh, my beloved Florida Marlins, and someone said that the stench that is emanating in South Florida around the Miami Gardens area does not come from the nearby landfill. It indeed comes from Hard Rock Stadium. <laughs> a reporter in Miami, I think for the Miami Herald, wrote that. <laughs> to, to summarize what's going on with the two teams that play their home games there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, things are not going well right now in Miami Gardens. Um, doink alert. Uh, doink alert. Uh, that was a chip shot. And funny enough, the the Miami kicker is the brother of I forget his name. I forget the name of the current kicker, but the he's the younger brother of Jose Borgales, who was the uh, FIU's kicker for a few seasons until he transferred over to uh, Miami in 2020. Um, but he had. They always say, you know, chip shot, field goal, whatever. The dude had a chip shot, field goal. He was dead center in the field, probably like a barely a 30 yarder and doinks it off the left, doinks it off the left post. It was fantastic. You love to see it. Mm-hmm. You know, there, <laughs> there are. When you so the teams I love to see lose, number one obviously is South Florida, but I'd say number two is Miami. <laughs> it's always fun, right? Because the people and, and a close people three are nuts is Florida, and a close three is Florida. Mm, yes, um, indeed. Oh, we'll laugh at them too. Yeah, well, well, I, I can't really I, laugh I, at them. I know Kentucky has had a they're undefeated, they're ranked sixteen, but they're still a basketball school for God's sake. <laughs> right. And actually someone made a joke about that um in the trivia Tuesday. Um one of the questions was who is the leading passer in Kentucky history? Um and the person commented and said that's an unfair question. You can't score touchdowns in basketball. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, Miami, you love to see it. And I mean, admittedly their first loss, you kind of expected it to happen was against number one, Alabama in Atlanta, which is basically home field advantage for 
Alabama. Um, 44-13 loss. Like, we kind of saw it coming. App State takes them down to the wire, 25-23, in Miami oh, Gardens. They, they just sneak that thing out. If only they and had I'm lost not, there. And I'm not saying that App State is a bad team. They're good. But if you're... If you're a team that thinks you're in the running for conference championship or whatever, <laughs> that's a team you should be able to dispatch easily. Couldn't do it. Got demolished by Michigan State. They held it close for a bit. Oh wow, Freddie. He has them making a bowl at five and seven. All Ooh, right. Five uh, and seven. The Direct's condom bowl. Um, <laughs> and then they had a nice result against uh, Central Connecticut State, uh, sixty-nine to nothing. Nice, nice. Um, but then, like even then, like barely anybody saw it. Like it was right. just like but the, then the apathy then here, have, in Miami. Oh. Then you have a doink alert against Virginia, um, a game that again shouldn't have been that close, but no. Manny Diaz, um, only getting the job because his dad was, like, the mayor or something a long time ago. Right. Um, Nepotism. Interesting. He has them in the first responder bowl against Houston because uh, their current quarterback, Eric King, transferred in from Houston. Ah. I can't believe the Panthers spent money on this kid. <laughs> I, hope it's not, I, hope that, sucks. I hope that's the only bad decision they've made in this offseason. <laughs> Please. Um, so, sticking in South Florida, we're going to go with FIU. Um, Nobody cares. <laughs> I care because they're my alma mater. People are already telling us to buy Butch Davis. So, and I don't think they're firing him just yet. You know, he, he's been there, believe it or not. Their most, as far as I recall, he's their most successful head coach. Strangely enough, that's probably that's probably true. <laughs> he has FIU losing out though, Freddie. So he says yeah. next. <laughs> <laughs> Don't but talk about before, it. Before I move on, before I move on, I do want to see if he is their most successful head coach. Um, yes, he is, because Crystal Ball went to two bowl games. 2010 and 2011. I believe 2010 was a conference championship winning season. Uh, Co-champion. 2011 was... Yeah, so 2010 was their best season, individual season. Uh, They won the Little Caesars Pizza Bowl 34-32. Um, but Cristobal only went to two bowls, 2010, 2011, and then for some godforsaken reason, FIU decided to fire him in 2012, and look where he is now. He's leading the top 10 Oregon Ducks. And then, but Butch Davis, though, is their most successful Hmm. head coach in terms of how many bowls they've been to. They've been to three bowls. They went to the 2017 Gasparilla Bowl, the 2018 Bahamas Bowl. They did win that, their second bowl win. That was 35-32 over Toledo. And then last year was the Camellia Bowl against Arkansas State, which they lost 34-26. Here we go. So Freddie's got his predictions for the – Yeah, FSU was 2-10. South Florida's 3-9. 
uh, FAU is nine and five, UCF is eight and five, and UF is ten and three. Uh, what do you have as Miami? Five and seven. Oh, duh, right. Yeah. Um, but anyway, FIU lost last week to FAU in the Shula Bowl, Shula Bowl 20, uh, 58-21, which the score is a little bit deceiving because they did hold it close in the first half. And there were actually, believe it or not, there were points when FIU, six and seven after the bowl went. Uh, there were points, believe it or not, where FIU was in the lead over FAU. But for, in the second half, it just fell apart completely, and that's the score you get, 58-21. I was honestly surprised they kept it as close as they did. This week's game is Friday at home at the Cage. It's against the Charlotte 49ers starting at 7 p.m. Friday. We'll be broadcast on CBS Sportsnet. Uh, Miami has an off week this week. Florida State is playing, <laughs> playing the North Carolina Tar, or Tar Heels at Keenan Memorial Stadium in Chapel Hill Saturday starting at 3.30 on ESPN. UCF uh, lost 34 to 30 to Navy. Trash. <laughs> that that one hurt. I I will I will fully admit that one hurt a lot. You know, I I will admit Navy can be a bit of a, a bit of a pain in the ass because they do run the triple option and that can be tough to defend. But that is still a game that we should win. To kind, not to give an excuse, but just to preface. Sounds awfully like an excuse, there, bud. <laughs> Gosh. But anyway, well, I'm not gonna let him slander Miami and let him get away. Tell us how you lost to a team that's not even a real football team. Come on. In fairness, our starting running back, starting our number one wide receiver, our starting quarterback, and I think four of our starting defensive players are all out with injuries. Okay. Again, if your team has depth, that really, I mean, yes, that's still going to hurt. Well, no one wants to play for UCF is what you're telling us. Right, right, Francisco? That's what he's telling us? Uh, What? What? Well, that's why you don't have the depth. All I can say is that was no excuse for the Indianapolis Colts and they somehow beat the Dolphins. (laughs) <laughs> oh wait, I no. Mean, dolphins are dolphins are worse than a college football team. Never mind. <laughs> I mean, let me let me. Uh, I to get to your point, Charles. Yes, I mean, if you lose that many people, uh, and I we actually lost one of our defenders in the game. Um, should have held on to G, DJ Mac. Yeah, I know. What can you do though? Um, DJ Mac was our our second string to Gabriel, but he transferred to Old Dominion this year to be a starter. And, you know, I don't know how ODU is doing this year, but, you know, best of luck to him. You know, he's he's an awesome quarterback. And, you know, if we still had him, I don't think there would have been any issues going forward. But the, the kid deserves to start. He certainly can start. I mean, in 2018, he led us to the Fiesta Bowl – despite the fact that Mackenzie Milton went down with his uh, leg injury uh, the week prior. 
Um, he's no Taylor Heineke. Well, actually, Taylor Heineke's doing pretty well. Um, anyway, so long story short, if your team has depth, having those that many losses won't hurt as much. But when you have a your new quarterback is a true freshman who's seen maybe 10 total snaps of action in a game against Bethune Cookman. Uh, you know, he did surprisingly well considering. Um, but yeah, hopefully the injury bug. Um, oh, I didn't, I honestly had never heard of Taylor Heineke before this season. So um, I didn't know that he went to ODU. He could have gone to Bethune Cookman for all I know. Um so hopefully the injury bug will kind of get off our back a little bit. Uh, I still have hope for a pretty good result this year. I think Freddie's eight and five prediction is pretty on point. Um, I could, I, th- I was saying like seven to eight wins this season for us. I know some people think that we're not even going to make it to a bowl, but those people are insane. I think we're beyond the point where we have to worry about bowl eligibility, hopefully. And then last but not least, uh, no, actually, yeah, I covered everyone. Yeah, that's uh, okay. Well, hold on. Uh, So we are one out. Okay, we're at 152. I didn't miss you putting up Fred Rank. Did I? Well, you you ran through it. You ran through it, though. I did, yeah. I, I didn't send them the... The, the actual doc. physical. Oh, well, that's fine. Um, yeah, yeah. So, in the end, Urban Meyer is a horny bastard. <laughs> oh man. Well, oh, wait. I'm sorry. Can we? We have to use a phrase. Nuck if you buck. For anybody who remembers that song back in the day, we brought it all together. I love it. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh boy. Okay, so. Let's. I guess we can move on to the NFL because, guys, I, you know, the Carolina Panthers are a terrible team, and I, I can't, I can't deal with losers like that. So I'm gonna have to hurt before. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm gonna have to jump into a different bad wagon, guys, and and just because I need to get give Charles get get under his skin a little bit, my my, my new bandwagon are the Green Bay Packers. What the fuck is wrong? With you? <laughs> Because I love Aaron Rodgers. He's he's a he's a good dude, guys. He's a good dude. And, and the Green Bay Packers, I've been a fan of them since 1940. And, I, you know, I'm all about the cheese head. I love different kinds of cheese. I like brie. I like Munster. I got, I got you know, Munster cheese. Good, good old mozzarella. Good old American cheese. All kinds of cheese, guys. I'm, I'm all into it. I'm going to go to Culver's one day and just get, get all that Wisconsin goodness. And so I, I'm a huge Packers fan, man. I, I'm I love the Packers, man. Go go Lambo, go 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 Pack go. So yeah, yeah, they're they're my new team, guys, because the Carolina Panthers lost to the Dallas Cowboys, and they they are they are a fraudulent team. I was I was I was misled by Charles's recommendation of them last episode, so I, I've changed to a team that he would never recommend to me. And that is the Green Bay Packers. So we'll you see. Just run through that hate train. <laughs> All right. So uh, games. Oh, boy. Oh, l- let me start with the Miami Dolphins are terrible for everybody out there because they are. 
The Miami Dolphins are a terrible football team. And at this point, at this point, I think they're actually an improv group that is disguised as an NFL team. Because what they did against the Indianapolis Colts really, really made me laugh. I mean, that, that was whose line is, is it anyways type of comedy right there. I loved it. I, I loved it. I laughed out loud many, many times. And of course, I texted Doug during the game. So I would read off some of the texts that we were sending back and forth to each other while we were watching the Dolphins. Uh, the, f- <laughs> the first one that I sent to him was, why do I keep watching? <laughs> Doug said, we can't help ourselves. I said, this is abusive. I laughed at that last sack. What a joke of, of an offensive line. Uh, I said that I'm, no, I'm so glad that I've never paid to see the Miami Dolphins, which is a true statement. I've never paid my way into Hard Rock, or whatever you want to call it, stadium. At any point in my lifetime, and I, for a Dolphins football game, and I'm glad because they do not deserve any of my money. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I put this is comedy, and then Doug saw my text right, right before the punt, and it's like Jesus. That was when Jakeem Grant dropped a punt. <laughs> That's why he got traded. <laughs> yes, he he did get traded already. <laughs> so that that's great, and, and Doug, Doug. Uh, also texted, I remember Jakeem Grant trying to catch as many footballs as he could during training camp. He should have just focused on one. That's right. There was a drill where he, like there were like multiple balls in the air. And he was, I don't, I don't know what the point of that was, but he was trying to catch them that way. And apparently it didn't work. <laughs> they were wearing their throwback jerseys, guys, because they were honoring Don Shula. So they had a ton of Dolphins alumni, including guys from the undefeated team pop on over they had Dan Marino there and they thoroughly embarrassed anybody who was associated with the Dolphins on that day and I told them to get those throwback jerseys off of them because they don't deserve to wear those beautiful beautiful uniforms uh I texted a gif of Ron Burgundy where he was like we are laughing (laughs) and then I texted the Florida Panthers regular season schedule to Doug and I said opening night can't come soon enough and then there became a point where I just put on the Marlins game because it was the final game of the season and I I just I I couldn't I couldn't deal with it and then he Doug texted me that he was still watching Devontae Parker was taking over the game I said it was garbage time and I was ready for 2022 and I I said fuck the Dolphins and yeah uh, so that was the Dolphins football game, guys. That's my recap of what would happen. Sounds like Bishop Sycamore. Yeah, yeah. I no, think no, 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 no. I was referring to Freddie because oh. he said the Ottawa Red Blacks of the CFL are playing three games in ten days. <laughs> That's funny. You know, I mean, but at the same time, I think the Dolphins are kind of like Bishop Sycamore. I don't think they're a real football team. <laughs> But they're not even the worst team in the NFL, though. They're not, but they are a joke, and yeah. All right, so let's let's run down, Charles. Uh, well, your beloved Tennessee Titans. Y'all, y'all plan on that. <laughs> that, that, that was the, we are in the second worst division. Like, 
someone have, so, have, someone's gonna win that division by default basically yeah well it's gonna be us we have uh you know burning urban i didn't think you, you told me because like, we texted it on the, in the no, group chat to me. I told you, you, you agree I, like yes i didn't think the defense was lose to the new york jets bad i didn't think I it was that <laughs> wow and I, I had no sweat about because you have to look at that division itself. We have the Colts, who if it was anybody but the Dolphins, they would have won, or they would have lost. You have Vernon Urban, you know, leading the Jaguars. We're good there. You have Davis Mills leading the Texans. I ain't sweating it. We had no Julio, we had no AJ Brown, and we still nearly won it. It's just it's a bad defense. So it's like it's life. I, I'm yeah. not sweating about it. So we let's... made Zach Wilson look competent. Good for Robert Sala. You guys are gonna There's go some over. losses. Nine are... and eight's gonna win that game. Nine group. and eight. Bad, yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. I'm okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Oh, you, uh, Freddie has it eight and nine. So eight and nine. <laughs> I like to think Freddie that they'll come to some kind of. Um, conclusion or like stuff here's here's the thing do you want to be the team that just lives up to the hype or do you want a team that gets hot at the right time um and yeah that's if they I'm win their at. last four games going into the postseason then yeah right that that, that that'd yeah, be a nice we have a hairy hand even if we lost that's yeah the titans can there. find a way to turn it on and see if they can make a run at it with the it's just the, the defense is bad mm-hmm you know, there, there's nothing to point out. We don't have Bud Dupree. We don't have competent corners. It was not a Corey Davis revenge game. It was the fact that uh, Fulton just lets things just go by him because he doesn't know how to read because the difference between SEC defense and, you know, the real defense that gets played out in the, in the AFC. So wow. we'll see. All right. So let's hop on the hate train. The Arizona Cardinals are undefeated. I'm not going to acknowledge that. I'm still not going to acknowledge it. <laughs> they, Y'all already know. They beat the LA Rams 37-20. to You know? I mean, they're 4-0. They this beat just validates what I've been saying for a long time, that Sean McVay's incompetent at times. When the, when, the, when the whole look is on him, when all eyes are on him, he just poops his bed real quick. He, he just does a little poopy pants. Okay. He does poopy pants. All right. Uh, <laughs> ben Roethlisberger lost to Aaron Rodgers. Oh, I love it. So, the hate bowl for Charles right there. Yeah. But my beloved Green Bay Packers won in the end. And, man, everybody's surpassing Dan Marino this week. It seemed like it was right, Roethlisberger, it was Brady, it was, it was Rodgers all surpassing him in, like, touchdowns and yardage and all that stuff. So, there you go. What, what, a, what a great way to honor... Don Shula's life for the Dolphins to do that this week, right? Just to add that on top of that. Okay. Uh, the, the the loss. Yeah, I was about to say San Diego again, but Los Angeles Chargers. They're 3-1. and one. They beat the Raiders. Herbert, first QB since 1950 to reach 500-plus completions before his 20th start. The Dolphins may have gotten it wrong, guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. The Red Sox are winning 3 nothing. Um <laughs> yeah. It's all coming together. The big plan. Oh, boy. We are not going to have Aaron Boone tomorrow as a coach, and it's going to be – or manager. And it's going to be so good. All right. So, so good. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals, 3-1. and one. 
right? Well, they, they face the Jaguars, but they're three and one. So look at that. Look look at the 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 AFC North. All three and one teams right there. There you go. The the New York Giants actually won a game, guys. They beat the Saints. <laughs> yeah. So that was fun. The Vikings are still a bad team. We all knew this. They lose. They lose to Cleveland. Uh, the Bears. They beat the Lions. The Lions are awful. We all know this. We all know this. They are the worst team in football. Uh, Washington barely beat Atlanta, but they won. There you go. Uh, Seattle beat San Francisco. They're two and two. The Cardinals may win the division just because the other teams are beating up on each other. Charles, I will not acknowledge it. Might, it might. It, it looks like it could happen. They've already beaten the LA Rams. They, like they're four. Like it, it could be that. It could be that situation. And uh, Baltimore beat Denver. And then we well, Tom Brady goes back to New England and wins. More like Bill Belichick pooped the bed, just like Sean McVay, because mm. he's got no nuts, no glory. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, the Chiefs won. I mean, to be fair, it was a dwink of a um, of a kick, so mm. yeah. he almost made it. Anything that stuck out to you, Charles? Before we move on, and we get to the cage. <sighs> the only thing I'll comment on is Daniel Jones is looking competent, hmm. and that scares me for any of my Giant fans who are. You know, with my giant friends, or friends who are giant fans. How about that, Charles? Mm. Use your words <laughs> on the idea that they got to be stuck with that for another another season. Yeah, we, we don't want to do that whatsoever. But that's all I got. I mean, everything. It, this is a wash. That's the thing. Like, even on the first quarter of the season is done. Really, nothing. Everybody's kind of where they're at. Two and two for us. Miami is actually where I expected them to be at one and three. Um, Andrew's beloved Jacksonville Jaguars are four and Harden <laughs> for Urban. Um, and oh yeah, you know Tom Brady is still good. So there you go. Yeah. Okay. Well, let, let's let's head on over to the cage, guys. Let's go. Let's let's do it. All right. Let me put this controller down. I'm about to get real. Welcome everybody to your weekly Truplex, the Cage with Charles. Full disclaimer: wrestling is not fake. It is scripted. It is a stage fight. It is a song. And a dance about men and women chasing championships, chasing life, glory, beating the holy hell out of each other, trying to establish their legacy, and some pure old tomfoolery. This is a weird week for wrestling because nothing's kind of happening, but everything's kind of happening. On the AEW, NJPW, New Japan Pro Wrestling, T- you know, Impact, I almost call them TNA, but they're not TNA anymore. They yell at me for it. Ring of Honor, it's all like in between. It's all kind of out there. New Japan, they're still continuing the G1 Climax. Oh. I uh, am wait, certain. Uh, before I, I uh, our, our good buddy Brendan Work, guys, <laughs> a tweet out yeah. here. You know, starting Cole, who's had a six ERI over those last five stars, probably wasn't the best idea. That's what he's saying. Yeah, everybody. What is the. I feel like you should change the show from being horny jail to let's personally attack Charles on everything. <laughs> Between this and then Andrew trying to defend you, it's not my fault. The football and the baseball gods all decided to to take a crap on you this week, and nothing went along with your in, in your your hate agenda. Didn't work. Well, oh well, 
you well you'll eventually you'll get Aaron Boone fired, right? So that'll that'll well, everything I I just feel like y'all are countermeasuring my grand scheme of plans because society cannot live in a world where I'm correct about everything. That's what it feels like. You know, oh oh UM's this. Yeah, we, we didn't have to Eric King. You don't see us hiding behind that was awesome, man. Oh, oh the Yankees. I'm like, I told you guys Aaron Boone was trash. I'm gonna quote it right now. I told my parallel today. I would have pulled Cole after four innings. That's the game plan I would have done to it. And here we are. The game is manageable at three, so I can be manageable when seven zero. I've said that they are not good when they have the first four runs of the game or kind of given up in those first four innings. Mm-hmm. Um but in the world of wrestling, all right, y'all can't hate it because this is some senpai stuff over here. You know, I, I am daddy. I am master in this world, and I'm completely out of control when Vince McMahon does things. But the G1 Climax is going on in Japan Professional Wrestling. Um, that's still going. doesn't end until like later this month. As you know, we went to G1 Climax, gets a title shot. Not a lot of people that they could surprise me on, but go ahead. Pull the trigger on Zack Sabre. Have or Zack Saber have I call him Sabre because I just think of um, that episode of The Office, but have him go be the one against Shingo Takagi for the time being, or you could do Great Okarn um, from the United Empire. And what you could do is do a bait and switch where Khan vacates his spot for Will Ospreay because Will Ospreay is back, he's still wrestling, but he's not in G1 for whatever weird reason. Because the whole thing is when he came back from neck injury, had to vacate his title. Shingo got in the idea of, you know, you're not a true champion. I'm a true champion. Sometimes storylines write themselves. Even though New Japan's not the soap opera place, it still could be something that I would be entertained if they made it to that way. Over on Impact, they introduced a new title, the Digital Media Championship. What? I'm that, not even sounds, that sounds like something they would give out at like a. a social media marketers convention or something yeah, like that. Yeah, well, I think it's because they, they funnel through Impact Plus and um, that's their streaming service. They like, want to go from the, there. But the digital media... Digital media championship. Championship. Uh, okay. Just put, like, Impact. I don't think they even released the design of it yet. Um, but it's... You thought that I would hope it's pixelated. I would hope, right? I mean, come on. <laughs> I don't even know. Um, Impact Digital Media... I'm just trying to make sure I get the name right. Um, no, I think that's it. As my cat harasses me, yeah. Impact Digital Media Championship. I I don't know when everybody was. I, is that the about, belt? Is that it? That could be the belt. Th- that's what I see here. I mean, it's on their official the website problem. or Twitter page. No, but as you know, everything is always nice when you can airbrush certain things. Okay. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Did I, I mean why? Why why don't you just call it the internet title? Plain and simple. Go from there. Have fun with it, or just make it work differently. It works, yeah, because that work that could work on a different level. Because it'd be like, oh, this guy wins the internet for today. You know, everybody that that's that's a thing. That's a meme. Yeah, and then and you want to stream it, you'll have matches exclusively to your streaming platform. But we complicate things with silly names. What can I say? It took a while for people even like Universal Championship, but then for the WWE, but people also like to hate everything WWE does. I, I get it. I understand part of the hate train. AEW, things happened. Waiting for more things to happen. It's kind of like the stalling moment for me. Nick Jackson and Daniel Bryan. Oh, I'm sorry. He's not that right anymore. Bryan Danielson put on a banger on Rampage. Friday nights at 10. Um, we'll see. We'll see. They're going to have the two-year anniversary of Dynamite coming on, to which they're going to do 
this big old ladder match. Um, whoever wins, they get a title shot. Hey, they're coming the to Miami. They're coming to Miami. Not risking the COVID for that, but mm. it's still something to consider. But they have a Joker card, so that might be Hangman Page coming back in. But it's going to be a few people, Moxley, Archer, a few other people who will get an opportunity to go climb the ladder, get a future title shot. Sounds like money in the bank, doesn't it? Kind of is. Um, I got to say, Darby Allen and MJF. MJF is such a good heel because he stays in character and he cuts it deep. And I don't know if Andrew's going to yell at me for one of the statements that he said about Darby Allen, but Darby Allen was in that little promo with CM Punk that you saw the guy with the hood and the face paint. So MJF, his whole thing is getting in your head and doing the trash talking. And he basically called Dar- Darby. I was like, you're a cute guy with the school shooter look with the skateboarding. And my mouth was on the floor. I'm like, can you say that on TNT? <laughs> you have Tony Khan. It's cable. Who is the son of Shad Khan who is embarrassing, you know, urban Meyer for loving P- PD Pablo's freak a leak in the club. Whereas he's not going to put uh, freak a league is fantastic. Stuff by Peter Pablo. Um, yeah, it's the hair versus hair match, but bringing it back, but he, he's not going to penalize MJF on that statement, which I think is very egregious, but yet he penalized Max Caster for the rap that he put on Simone Biles. So it's very interesting if it's just kind of, you know, preferential treatment, but they're still building some storylines of what they're going to do. The women's division's one thing. We have my boy, you know, Adam Cole, Bebe, who's now on AEW, still feuding with Jungle Boy in a match they put on. Um, very interested in seeing what they're going to perceive, but right now it's kind of like the quiet time because they got to build up to Revolution, which I believe is in November. That's usually their very big pay-per-view. I'm very interested to see what they bring into it, especially since October 29th. There's a certain man who is going to be a free agent, Bray Wyatt, Wyndham Rotunda, um, the guy who used to be the Fiend, if they're going to put him in the Dark Order because they did last episode as the Brody Lee tribute show. They ended it with Miro and Sami Zayn. I watched that match. I thought it was good. I feel bad for Miro because he has redeemed himself, no pun intended, because his whole moniker is being the redeemer and God's favorite champion. But it was so it was good to see Miro's run, and I felt like it ended it too early, but there was no way that you're going to have the Brody Lee tribute show end with the heel TNT championship winning again. So, of course, it was going to go to Sammy. So my buddy Tony owes me to say that was right, and it was great. Um, but AEW right now is a little bit on the standstill for me, to which I'm like, okay, we'll see what happens tomorrow when – they have the ladder match and everything else to bring into it. WWE! I'm going to make it short but sweet, sweet when it comes into it. NXT still on, but NXT has now devolved to be just like I'll watch maybe the pay-per-views and then I will um, kind of just see the the YouTube highlights if I'm told it's good stuff. You know what I mean? Like maybe I'll go with that one because it, it's kind of my cup of tea. It's kind of not my cup of tea. Yeah, that, that's the hard part Yeah, for me. But that's where we're at with it. But over the week, starting Friday to now, there was a WWE draft. So what's a draft? It's a reshifting. It's a, it's a justification to put people on different brands because they won't end the brand split. They don't want to do a merger of things. So we're going to shift people all around. So what's some good news? On Raw, Raw got better. Raw now has Seth Rollins. Raw has the Street Profits. Um trying to think finn balor's on there now so you're kind of like i got i got the list up here Here oh thank you you're 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 a good man um just like highlights of who i think they'll help out coming into it they broke up the new day i don't understand why you literally brought them back together again to break them up it's it's so stupid they got a couple of women they got ray mysterio in there they got 
the other Mysterio Dominic, who we don't care much for. It was fine. You got Mia Yim on there, so maybe she'll kind of get a reintroduction after being Reckoning. Um, Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode, break them up. I want to see what they can do by themselves. It's time. You split T-Bar and Macy used to be part of Retribution, but this is good because T-Bar can go back to being Dominic Patrick who I enjoyed thoroughly and immensely when he was in NXT. Bianca Belair is over there. This is my problem with the draft. Francisco and Andrew, they switched the titles. So now Becky Lynch, who was SmackDown Women's Champion, is now on Raw. But Charlotte is from Raw Women's Champion, now SmackDown. So we're gonna we're just going to give the titles and trade her in. I don't like that because it's going to add on another reign for a new championship. And no one wants to be it. They did that last year when it was the New Day and the um, Street Profits who switched up. So now they're constituted as being a one-time Raw's Tag Team Champion, one-time SmackDown Champion, but they never like won those said titles. So that's frustrating to me where it's got to kind of matter man because now you're just making out like it's candy at the school it's not even candy at the school it's the valentine's day card by the teacher because she has to give it to everybody and you're so fugly that you know ain't no one gonna be want to be grinding on you like burning urban so you know she has to make one for you or he has to make one for you just so you feel accepted over on smackdown drew mcintyre's on smackdown we know what this is going to it's gonna be drew beating roman eventually we already know i told you this six months ago i don't like it I accept it because even I know that at some point Roman has to end and you have Biggie win the money in bank and cash in on Bobby. So what can you do about it? Whatever. Uh, the SmackDown tag team division, though, is going to be baller. You have the Viking Raiders that went over there. You have uh, Mansoor and Ali, who I'm dubbing them as the Arabian Knights, are over there. You have Umberto Carrillo and Angel Garza going over there as tag teams, or I'm calling Latin Snakes Part 2. I have nicknames for everybody. It's great. Viking Raider is actually not my own nickname, though. That is something that Vince McMahon created. So there's potential, as you know. Charlotte Flair is over there. Yeah. 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 There were some NXT call-ups. They're breaking up stables. They put Ridge Holland on Raw when it doesn't make sense because he hasn't even had NXT. Um, thing. I'm glad that you did this, though, because I want to talk about one big long-term thing, so I'm glad you have the card here. So I put Jeff Hardy on Raw on SmackDown. Give me Jeff and Roman one time because the crowd will always be hot for Jeff. You have Ricochet on there, so it'll be interesting. Oh, no, Ridge went to SmackDown. Okay. They sent Kevin Owens to Raw as well, but he's on his way out, allegedly. They put Sheamus on SmackDown. I'm ready for this. Long-term booking, pal. Let me tell you this. Sheamus will challenge Shinsuke Nakamura for the IC title. He will beat Shinsuke. He will have the Intercontinental Championship. He will be a Grand Slam champion. That's when you have all the major titles. And then he will lose it to Cesaro, his former tag team partner and champion for the Intercontinental title. And that will be Cesaro's big reward and big single title win for carrying SmackDown and some good feuds between Daniel Bryan, Seth Rollins, and Roman Reigns. This is how I would book it, which means Vince is just going to fire everybody before it happens. But Sometimes I like being right, just as how I'm excited about being right about Drew and Roman, even though it's going to hurt me. Hit Row, NXT, got called up. Hit Row consists of four wrestlers, most famous being uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott, who happens to be NXT's North American champion, and he's never defended the title yet. So imagine what this means for a guy who hasn't defended the title going on the main roster, and I think he's a lot of potential, and then some because he's actually shown it. But you got to feel bad for Triple H. He's just trying to recover from having heart surgery. And then the guy who's actually a standing champion for him is now going to have to drop the belt. Because none of this stuff comes into effect until October 22nd after the Saudi pay-per-view um, crown jewel, which we'll talk about a little bit more in the coming weeks. But we're getting Goldberg Bobby in a no-holes bar match. Uh, okay. We're getting Biggie and Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship. Oh, okay. Inconsequential since we know Drew's getting sent over, right? 
I'm not a big fan of it. We're probably getting Roman and, oh my god, no, don't tell me my brain's blanket. Oh, we're getting Roman Brock. How could I forget the beautiful Viking that I'm excited for? Roman is still on SmackDown. Brock is now just a free agent. They're bringing up the drama. Do I think the draft helped? Yes. Do I think I liked what they switch up the draft? No. Is it clear that SmackDown's still favorite because they're on Fox and they're getting that big Fox money? Obviously. Am I looking for new, fresh storylines? Possibly. The one thing I am happy about is that it seems that for the first time in a couple of years, the people drafted were not still feuding with each other. Case in point, for example, the Mysterios versus Seth Rollins. Other case in point example, when you had um, some of the women going against each other. I think the only feuds that carried over this time around was... No, I'm thinking Seamus and Jeff Hardy. That's what I'm thinking of. The feuds that carry over now is Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch are now going to be on Raw. And then you have the Street Profit. No, not the Street Profits. The user. Oh, Seth and Edge. Because Edge is coming back. He's still around. He's on Raw now, Andrew. He's probably going to be going against um, Seth at Crown Jewel, which should be good. Their matches have been stellar. There was a great promo that I got to send you guys. Ah, you got to give it time. All this stuff will matter come December, because you know what November is. It's um, Survivor Series, so that means it's going to be the battle for brand supremacy, even though half of these people just got switched up. But this is really just kind of leading us into the next couple of months and then starting WrestleMania season, which is fine, because I'm ready for it. I'm ready for Roman to beat Drew. No, I'm sorry, Drew to beat Roman, be Universal Champion, and I can eat my crow and hate it, so Roman can get rock at main events at WrestleMania on the second night over in Austin, and I will be focused on that. And then you're going to have Drew just kind of like do something with his life. I like Drew. I don't like him as a face. I want him as a heel. That's really what it comes down to. Like, guy's like 6'4", Scottish badass, called the Scottish psychopath. There are things that matter. I think it would have been fine. And that's all I got for you this week on The Cage, guys. More to come next week. All right. Okay, guys. So we're, we're coming up at the end, but just a little preview for next week. So next week, NHL season is about to start, guys. Yes, we're, we're going we're gonna to get into it. October 12th, the defending champion Tampa Bay Lightning against the Pittsburgh Penguins in Tampa. And the brand new team, the Seattle Kraken in Vegas take on the golden knights so that's gonna happen that's gonna be great i'm gonna i'm already i'm excited i I want it to happen so that'll happen on our next show because it is october 12th and yeah man i can't wait actual hockey thank you thank you i don't to focus on the stupid dolphins anymore okay i ask you who's gonna be your bandwagon team when the panthers suck ass oh no don't come on now they they didn't look you you both came at me pretty hard today hey so the Panthers, as much as they frustrate me, they don't frustrate me like the Dolphins do. They don't. All right. I endured the Marlins. I endured the Panthers in, in their their various failings. But the Dolphins are on a different level. <laughs> okay. So I'm I won't bandwagon when it comes to that. Alright. Anyways. Yeah, that's it. So I'm done here, guys. We're, we're going to see what happens with this AL wildcard game. It's the, we're we're going to lose. I'm telling middle, you right middle of the game right now. You know, maybe maybe the Yankees have a spark of life to go into the second half of this game. Who knows? I don't know. We'll see. We'll find out next time. Bye-bye. Night, everyone. Oh. <laughs> oh. Fire, dude. Fire. <laughs>
No.